welcome to another episode of Scary Stories with Kalila. I've got a treat for you guys tonight. This story comes to us from back in the 90s. The gentleman who's telling us the story is actually a friend of mine, and he kept this story to himself for a number of years because he was so freaked out by what happened to him. When he finally shared the story with me, it even disturbed me. And I don't get disturbed very easily, but I'm always talking about poltergeist, you know, the noisy ghost or the disturbed ghost. And I'm always the first one to say, it's a lot of times the energy coming from the people in the home, not from a spirit. But I think if anybody had a poltergeist, it was this guy right here. So I want to introduce to you uh, Tony Dupierre. And he lived in a haunted house. Now, the, everybody knows the young lady down at the bottom. That is Miss Renee Marie, the famous psychic and um, the host of Renee Live. And um, Renee got involved in this because after Tony shared the story with me, I shared a photograph with Renee. And Renee actually did a reading on it. Welcome, guys. Thank you, guys, for showing up today. Hi. Thank you, Tony. We're, I'm excited about this. Thanks for uh, having I've been talking me. to Tony for a long time about doing this, you know, telling this story. And um, so we're finally getting to do this. So um, uh, this house, this place that you lived in. Uh, now, now, where was this? This was in Indiana? Where Indiana, was yes. Indiana. It was the early 90s. 90, actually, I, actually, I did. I moved in in 92, like in the summer of 92 into this house. I had moved to Shelbyville as uh, I was managing the new Shoney's that opened up there. And it was like a, the biggest thing that ever hit Shelbyville, <laughs> town of like 8,400 people. Oh, wow. Wow, and then, yeah. You know, and I found this great half a double duplex and it was at a great price. I was like, wow. This was the cheapest place I could find in town. And it's a nice half a duplex. And the house I found out later, you know, I doing some research on it, was built in 1900 was the house. And so uh, when I moved in, you know, the house was 92 years old at the time. And it was split. It was once a single family house and it was split into a double, you know, exactly the same on both sides. Yeah, and we're not going to tell the story just yet. I want to I want to talk about your experience because we, Renee, our psychic, who's here to give her reading on the picture, she does not know the backstory. So we're going to get her, let you tell your story of your experience there, get Renee to tell hers, and then we'll let you tell the, the history of the house to see if um, what she was able to pick up on. But now you lived there with, with some friends, right? Or were they just visiting you? Because I know he had a friend that 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 also experienced. Well, my friend, house. she spent a lot of time at the house, you know. Yeah, because she, she, she had a horrible experience. Well, my girlfriend actually at the time. Okay. You know. So she and she had a terrifying experience and, and I actually touched base with her. She reached out and then decided not to talk about it because according to her, she had this terrifying experience and whatever it was started coming back after her about 20 years later. And yeah. that's pretty that's pretty scary. So Tony, tell tell the story like you told it to me about the actual experience as to what happened there because it, it's very well, weird. You no, know, I I you know I had no experience whatsoever with any paranormal activity up until this point. You know, so I didn't think anything of it. And when I moved into the house, everything seemed normal. You know, and uh, I always kept my house very meticulous. I'm a Virgo, so I'm like obsessed with cleanliness and having everything straightened up don't look behind you though 
<laughs> but anyway, I uh, I just noticed, you know, different stuff happening. And, you know, sometimes you forget to do things and stuff. But I would never forget to close my kitchen cabinets and stuff. And so I'd come down in the morning and, and I'd look and my four chairs around my kitchen table, it would two of them would be like pulled out. And I was like, you know, wow, but we weren't sitting here last night. I, 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 you know, I, I didn't even think anything of it. You know, I was like, okay, you know, what's your Mac and all of it. Cabinets are left. Why are these cabinets open? You know, <clears throat> what, what, you know, what's the reason behind that? And I didn't think anything of it. But then I, as I was watching TV in the living room and everything, I had a cat, Bubba was his name. And this cat was a very shallow meower, you know. Matter of fact, he didn't meow very much at all. Then uh, all of a sudden, you know, often he would go to the bottom of the stairs and he'd be staring up the top of the stairs with this guttural meow. Wow. You know? And I don't know. If, I mean, I've never talked to psychics before either. And can animals sense something more than humans or? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Especially cats. I mean, cats I mean, are very was, sensitive like, to that. They're up at the top of the stairs with this. Wow, this all the time. This noise she made. And then, you know, and I. I well, like, that's I the noise. Know. I mean, I don't know how many cats you've had. I know you have one now, but, um, no. you know, that's the noise they make when they are frightened or threatened. You know, if you if you get a cat that's yeah, getting ready she, to get into a fight, that's she was definitely thinking. frightened. You know, she never was right in the house and everything. You know, and uh, like I said, I spent a lot of time. You know, my girlfriend over there, and uh, and you know, different stuff happened. And uh, you know, as time progressed and everything, just I I would imagine that the first really thing we had, we came home late one night, and it was like. Uh, she jumps on the table as we walk in the house. I'm like, what's going on? She goes, turn around. And I look, and there's a bat in the kitchen. Oh. Oh. Even my cat came running in the kitchen. All of a sudden, started backing off. You know, I was like, I'm not messing with that. And it was an actual bat. And I don't know how it got in the kitchen or where it came from or whatever. I just put a box on it and shimmied it out the side door. Because the south side of the house is where my driveway was. And you could... That's where you parked and walked in through the kitchen to get to the dining room and to the front living room. So that was like the first weird thing that happened. And then uh, I guess after that, it was like one night we were sleeping and uh, we woke up in the middle of the night and it was it was blazing hot in the house. I mean, blazing hot. And we were like, what's going on? I go down the stairs and I could barely touch the wooden staircase was like so hot you could almost barely touch it and i went up and the heater was like kicked all the way up to you know over a hundred we had to open the windows it was 20 degrees outside just to cool the inside of the place off and neither one of us well you know nobody was downstairs you know messing with it when we went you know to sleep and so she became a little skeptical herself you know she was like different stuff was happening and, and my brother, he, I was telling my brother about it. He had lived in uh, Terre Haute, Indiana, and this was Shelbyville. And I was managing the restaurant there. He was part owner and regional manager. 
Indiana stores, like five of them in Indiana. And he used to have to go on runs to where he would visit each store, you know, every couple of days. And he would stay overnight. And I said, why don't you just stay over at my place, you know? And I, no, 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 I got a hotel here in Shelbyville, right, you know, by the store. And, and you know, and I'd tell him these stories. And he was very skeptical. And he, he just said, oh, well, you know, this, let's just uh, come over. Matter of fact, the Saints were playing on a Monday night game. And he said, I'm going to come over to the house, you know, and we'll watch the game. We'll have a couple of beers. I said, okay, great. So he came over, knocked on this kitchen door. I opened the door. We walked in. We walked through the kitchen. We didn't make it two steps into the dining room. And he says, oh, let's get some beer. We turned around. Every kitchen cabinet was open that quick. And all of them at 90 degrees. Not, not, not 30, not 45, 90 degree angles. Every one of them. My brother became a believer then, that night. I mean, he was very skeptical. And he did, he was, he kind of didn't even want to stay in there after that. Matter of fact, he didn't stay. He left, you know. And I told him, I told him that this stuff was started happening shortly after I moved in. And it now, was, didn't it, you have some situation? I, I, I vaguely remember you telling me about something where you physically actually saw something physically move in front of you. Didn't, didn't, wasn't there oh, that's, there was yeah, that's when we, my friends, after this happened with Tracy, uh, well, we had one night, she had her uh, four-year-old child at the time and stayed a lot with her grandmother, her mother and stuff. And she would stay over there a lot also. So one night she was staying over there and I, I worked late and I got off late and it was like midnight and uh, I got home. Now this is the, this is the, weirdest thing that's ever happened to me. And I got home, I walked in the kitchen, I was going up the stairs and I just had a weird feeling. And when I opened my bedroom, uh, faced the corner, it was a corner house and there was a street light on the corner. So the light would come in through the side window and the North window and it would come in both sides. And the room was pretty lit up where I, I really didn't even have to use turn on the light to you to use it. But when I opened the door, this is gonna sound so weird. The the whole room was like a negative of a picture. Every the whole room was illuminated, and where the light should be shining in was black. Like a like a picture of a negative. You're looking at a negative of a picture. And I was like, I set my one foot down because the floor was black. I couldn't see the floor. And I just sat one foot in, tapping on the floor. And when I went to go walk into the room, there was like an entity that was right in front of me as I took a step in. And it right when I walked into it, it freezing cold, freezing cold. I just shut my eyes. I said, no, no, no. And when I opened my eyes, everything was normal again. The light from the street lights was coming in. The room was normal. And I, I mean, that scared, scared the heck out of me. I didn't know what to that's, think. That's, that. that would have freaked me out. I mean, just you telling me about it freaked me out. And um, I mean, was that the night that Tracy left? Because I know at one point. No, she no, 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 no. Because this, she had an experience there as well, right? 
Well, that was pretty much one of the final straws there. That, well, she never went back in the house after that night. I, I, I meeting the kitchen manager there. My kitchen manager's name was Brian. He's trying to get all these timelines right down. And uh, I was meeting him at five o'clock to go over prep sheets and stuff for the restaurant. And she she was there, and uh, I kissed her, you know, goodbye and everything. It's probably about four forty-five. This it's only like a ten-minute drive to work. And uh, I get to work, and my kitchen manager's there in the parking lot. It's 5 o'clock in the morning. We walk up to the door, and I hear the phone ringing in the store. I'm like, wow, well, why is the phone ringing, you know? So I open up the door, and we shut the door. I turn the alarm off. And uh, I go answer the phone, and it's Tracy. She's hysterical. She is, like, totally hysterical. You got to come back home. You got to come back. You got to come back. I said, what's happening? She goes, I'm not in the house. I'm not in the house. I'm down the street. One block down, there was a little country store where the proprietors lived upstairs. There was no 7-Elevens or anything in Shelbyville at this time, you know. And uh, they had a little country store downstairs and pay phone outside. I just hate to say it before the time of, you know, cell phones or anything. But anyway, she uh, she was hysterical. I mean, totally hysterical. So I told my kitchen manager, I'll be right back. Only lived like 10 minutes from Shelbyville. It's not that big. And uh, when I went back over there to pick her up, I mean, she was white. She was pale. All the blood was out of her face. She was standing there in a robe, barefoot, in 10-degree weather, and shaking like a leaf. She jumped in the car and everything and grabbed me, you know. She goes, go get my stuff out of the house. Go get my stuff out of the house. She goes, I said, well, what are you talking to? She goes, I'm never staying there again. I said, what happened? What happened? What happened? She said, well, after you left, she said, you, you woke me up when you kissed me goodbye and everything. And then next thing I know, I heard you coming back up the stairs because the stairs creaked. Like I said, the house was 100 years old. And the stairs creaked. He said, I heard you. She said, I heard you coming back up the stairs, coming back up the stairs. I heard the bedroom door open and I felt you press down on the bed laying down next to me. And here I am, I'm like, you know, this, she's telling me this in the car. She said she turned over and just saw an impression in the bed, in the pillow. And she bolted out of the house and she never went back in the house after that. And I can't quite blame her either, you know, that that's, right. that's an experience I, I did not want to, you know, she was like, I, I can't do that. So. I guess we, I think we kind of almost, I think we did break up after that, you know, cause she didn't, she never wanted to go back in that house. And I, and I didn't want to kind of live there either, you know, yeah, but I, I was like nine months, eight months into a lease, you know, one year lease there. And I, I told the guy, I, I said, can I break my lease? And he says, Oh, you're going to have to pay, you know, this and that and I'll sue you, you know, and the owner of the house lived in the other half of the double. Speaking of which, it's on sale now. Average prices, <laughs> I, I found out it's 134000 in that neighborhood. This house is for sale for 17500 Wow. Well, let's, let me get that Let me get the house up on the screen so we can share what it looks like. Yeah. It, it is very, um, it's, it's rather disturbing looking. And you can tell nobody's lived in it for a very long time. No, she told me no one has been in there a long time. She said someone moved in there. Two months later, they moved down. Yeah, I bet. Well, let's get, the, let's get the picture up on the screen now. 
There we go. There we go. Now this, yeah. this is a very disturbing looking house. I mean, it, you know, it's your typical, you know, what you would see of a haunted house. I mean, it looks spooky. Um, because obviously it hasn't been tended to for a very, very long yeah, time. Yeah, that, that was but my bedroom window right ominous, up there. There's an yeah. ominous feeling. Now, I sent that picture, the picture that's still up there. Um, I oh, did yeah. send that picture to Renee. That's and this was back when you first told me the story. And I sent it to Renee. And I'm like, just, you know, I didn't tell her anything. I said, just, just tell me what you get off of this. So, Renee, uh, why don't you tell us what you felt when you first got the picture? <laughs> Well, definitely, um, it, it has some activity. Some of it is um, possibly intelligent, an intelligent spirit. The other is a lot of residual energy within the home. Um, I'm picking up that it was on the right side of the house when I initially saw the picture. Um, and that there's definitely a portal in there. So there's been many families that have lived in this home, obviously, through the years. And you don't know what kind of activities that they've done to even stir things up. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, especially if it's happening only on one half of the house and not the other half. Wow. The other thing I picked up is that there was definitely a death in there. Um, and I was kind of curious as to if it was... Um, I, I do pick up a male energy having, you know, been in there and, and being in there, but also that it was a possible hanging maybe in the attic. Um, but it's, it's almost a combination of both um, an intelligent spirit and residual energy. Um, but there's definitely something in there. <laughs> Definitely something in there. Yeah. I always, uh, years later, I, yeah, years later, I thought, boy, I, I saw the, you know, the paranormal investigators. I said, boy, this would be the house to investigate. Let me tell you, because it, it would have some energy in it that, that that would be, I would bet my life on it, that there would be some, some kind of energy you would find in that house. And about three months, maybe. I guess, let's see, yeah, it was February, March, April, May, about May. My kitchen manager he had a new girlfriend. He said, oh, I'm going to bring my new girlfriend over. And she has a friend, you know. You want to come over and party, you know. And I said, yeah, 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 come over, you know. So we came over, they came over and everything. And he knew the story of the house. He knew, you know, what was going on, the different stuff that was going on and everything. So we decided, you know, oh, well, let's, you know. Let's, ooh, let's have a seance, you know, in the living room here. And uh, that turned out to be a really bad, bad idea. Very bad idea. So uh, we just gathered around a table and we had three three candles lit. You know, we were trying to summon any energy, any spirits that were in the house and everything. And it was very strange because of the candles, the flames on the candles were going like eight to six inches high as we were doing it, you know, and I had two figurines and I, I do, I do have the figurines on, on, on this side, this side. Yeah. They're on the table there. I still had the figurines and I put them on top of the TV, you know, on both ends of the TV and just, you know, for, I don't know what, for what idea and everything, but as we were doing it and we were doing this, you know, trying to, 
call us call on a spirit or something they we noticed that it looked like they were moving closer together i don't know if it was our imagination or not but they were definitely closer together than when i first put them on there and about three quarters of the way you know when we were through we uh i had this stupid idea i said well let's let's prick our fingers with a knife and put the blood in the wax of the candles. I had no idea where that came from or why I said that. But I, I said, I went into the kitchen to get a knife and I had a butcher block of knives, you know, one of those wooden blocks with the knives in them. And when I went in the kitchen, one of the knives was out of the thing laying on the counter already. Look, I'm getting goosebumps as I'm telling this story because I said, no, 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 we got to stop. We got to stop this. I knew right then and there. And when I walked back into the room and they were in there and I said, guys, we can't do this anymore. And I looked, I said, why not? I said, turn around. The two figurines were completely together on top of the TV. The two girls yelled and ran out of the house. They were gone. They were gone. And I don't know what. And then after when I found out about the story about the twins house in Shelbyville, Indiana. Now, nobody knows where this house is. The story is that the uh, father was very abusive, had twin boys, very abusive to his mother. And they had, you know, a nice house in Shelbyville. And he uh, roughed up at their mother one night and strangled their mother. So maybe where you're getting the hanging feeling from, strangled her to death. And this, that night, the two boys killed their father, stabbed him to death. I'm not. I don't know if it was in that house or not. But that, the I, house that they lived in, that was a single house, and that house where you lived had one time been a single house. Is that not correct? Yes. Yes. But the story says that after this happened, the boys were found, you know, that it was self-defense and everything. They got off and the story goes that they took the house and they made a double out of it. And on July, what was it? I found out, I did a little bit more research, you know, and on July 4th of 1940, uh, the two twins got in a fight in the house and they wound up killing each other in the house, stabbing each other to death. So three people were stabbed in the house. Like I said, I don't know if it's that house, but it makes me think why, because it was split into a double. The story has it being split into a double. And this is, you know, after I found this out, I think back on that seance with the knife cutting, you know, with the knife and everything. And wanting you to cut yourself, yeah. Yeah, right. And what was going to happen after that, you know? Something was going to happen. Stabbing each other to death or something? I mean, it was crazy. It, it was just the, the was whole trying to attach to you or somebody. And then, then my friend, she uh, later on, after she moved, you know, moved out, never came back to the house and everything. She had an experience where she uh, she went to a psychic and everything, and she got the name Stolas, S-T-O-L-A-S. 
I don't know if you know anything about that, but I, I kind of looked it up. He Stolas is the fallen angel. A fallen angel. A, a demon spirit of Solomon. That's what a psychic told her. Because she went to a psychic after this whole incident and everything. So she had uh, gotten a dream catcher. And I don't know if, uh, is there any possibility that a dream catcher that could be used as a portal for any kind of energy to pass through? Well, when you, when you do like a seance or anything or use a Ouija board or anything like that, you're opening up a portal. And so when you open the portal, you have to be able to close that portal, know how to close it after you're done. Because you're allowing yeah, well, things in that you don't know that are coming in. Yeah. Well, like I said, she she was having all these bad, you know, dreams about the same situations and stuff. And she had this dream catcher and she called her brother over and and he told her to get rid of it. Just get rid of it. You know, if you feel that way about it, get rid of it. So they took it out in the backyard and everything. And uh, they tried to light it on fire and it wouldn't burn. A wooden dream catcher. It wouldn't burn. So they put lighter fluid on it and it still wouldn't burn. So they wound up burying it in her backyard. And then after that, she after they buried it, she she hasn't had any bad experiences. And that's why... She didn't want to do this show, you know, because uh, she was afraid that something might come back up, you know. And uh, I still talk to her this day. And uh, I, I asked her one more time, you know, I said, if you want to change your mind, and come on, it's Friday night and everything. And I never even heard back from her. So she's that terrified her that night. I mean, I remember that night like it was last night. It could have been last night. That's how terrified she was. And just the, the weirdest stuff in there happening in there. And then the thing with the seance, you know, and the illuminated room, that that blew That's me away. Bizarre. Have you ever heard of that, Renee? Uh, seeing a room like in reverse Where, illumination like that? I haven't. I haven't heard of I've that. Never, I've never heard of that. I've never um, experienced it before. So that's kind of new to me. Yeah, well, it was new to me, too. Very new to me. As soon as I opened up the door, it was like a negative of a picture. Remember the old negatives? Yeah. Mm -hmm. that you, a film, you know, you would be looking at and everything that was, everything that was, should have been light was dark and everything that was, should have been dark was light. And it was illuminated in like a blue glow. That's bizarre. Yeah, it's a very strange story. I don't think I've ever heard quite anything like this um i mean i totally believe that there was a, definitely a negative entity in there and i feel like this was something you know especially something trying to entice you to cut yourself and put your blood on it because um you know something like that i mean you're, you would be feeding that spirit it's that doesn't even spirit. sound like me no it doesn't sound like you but it sounds like something that an entity see these earthbound entities there, there's a lot of you know entities that you know, I'm sure you're familiar with near-death experiences, right? And people yes. talk about going into the tunnel and they see the light and they're moving. And they usually mention other spirits in the tunnel with them. They also mm -hmm. sometimes see animals and so forth. But they, lots of times, nine out of ten times, they're going to mention that there were some 
spirits in the tunnel that we're not moving forward. And this is your earthbound entities. When you encounter intelligent hauntings like this, this is what you're dealing with. You're not dealing with, you know, you know, your loved one who passes through the light and they're on this higher realm, able to come back and forth and give you messages. You're dealing with a totally different type of entity and they're not very highly evolved. I mean, as you know, Tony, everything is vibration. Everything, everything in the whole universe is vibration. And these are lower vibrational spirits. And it, this has been researched for years and years and years. And many psychologists and psychiatrists believe that a lot of these entities stay attached to negative behavior, addictions, um, you know, earthly pleasures. And what they want to do is attach to a human body. So they can experience. Well, that, that's what I think it attached to her, you know, it, it may have, I think, it, I think it was looking for someone to attach. And, you know, before I even sent the house and I wanted to bring in a separate psychic. So it wasn't just me going, Oh, well, I think this, but the minute you told me that story, when you told me about the figurines, that's where it really was like, Whoa, this is so that really creeped me out was that the figurines moved and it was like, okay, I know being a, a physical medium, I know how hard it is to get physical phenomena to happen. And it's like, whoa, this is something pretty, pretty yeah, solid. But I didn't just know that they were trying to cut you. Time, you know, what's that? It was like, it, it happened over time. It was like, like in a 30 minute period that we were having this, you know, quote seance. And, uh, you know, every time we would look over there and it'd be like, God, wasn't those kind of more on the end of the TV than, than you know, three quarters off the way? And and then when I went to the kitchen, like a dummy, you know, and I have no idea where that came from, you know. We, I just had this stupid idea of, you know, cutting our finger and dripping the blood into the wax of the candle. And I'm glad you didn't do that. I think that would have been a very bad idea. I think that yeah. would have been... I think that would have sealed the deal there because you don't want to give any kind of a, a spirit like that your blood. I mean, that's your, yeah. you know, that's part of who you are. So obviously, you don't I don't know do where that. that idea came from, to be honest with you. Well, it comes from them. These 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 negative entities. They when I went into the kitchen and I was running on the counter out of the block, it was sitting there. It was like, go ahead. Here it is. Take me. Take it. Right, they influence you. They're, they're, they're. And, uh, that's when I knew it was time putting over. Putting thoughts in your head, Anymore. yeah. But what concerns me is that you know, like Renee says, you open, you, you and your friends, you know, unwittingly opened a portal by conducting this seance, and you never closed it. Mm. And I think that's where a lot of the residual, you know, trouble comes in is that once you open it up, it never got closed. So. You know, you know, the rule is if you open a door, know what's behind the door and know how to shut it. And and that's yeah. what concerns me. And, you know, the first thing I would recommend is a huge spiritual cleanse for you, you know, and your friend, uh, your, your ex-girlfriend who. Really, from her, I never had any more experiences, you know. Well, she after said, I moved she told me that 20 years later, it came back after her. Well, that's that's that what did. that's when I told you about that dream catcher that came yeah. over and her brother. You know, they tried to burn it; it wouldn't burn. They even poured lighter fluid on it, and it yeah, would not burn. I mean, what do you make of that, Renee? I don't know. I don't even know what it was made of. It was made of wood. Just all wood. Yes, it was the wooden circle. You know, with the with the feathers and everything. 
And they poured lighter fluid on it and it would not catch on fire. Huh. I don't know. And where did it come from? It came from the house or? No, no, no. It was never at the house. This is something she had gotten years later, you know. I don't know why and for what reason and everything, you know, but. Well, one it, of the things too, it like, that I'm going to recommend for people, if, if you have something you think is haunted, um, you never burn it. Um, that's one of the things that you never do. It should be buried with sea, should be buried off the property with sea salt and like obsidian or tourmaline mixed in with the sea salt, um, buried and forgotten. Yeah, well, that's what they finally did with it. They buried, yeah. you know. Yeah, you never want to. You never want to take like a Ouija board or anything like that that you think is haunted and try to burn it because yeah, I've never never done. Be opening up a can of worms. Yeah, I just. Uh, I mean, because Renee, Renee, you work with attachments, don't you feel that? I mean, I feel like this was something trying to attach to him, trying to um, make that connection. It, it's it's possible. I think it was more. I I think it was the male, um, that initially the father and maybe even the the sons, um, and I think with her laying in bed and seeing the impression, feeling it. Spirits can do that. Any spirit can lay down on a bed next to you oh, and leave. Felt the bed pushed down and everything. Yeah, they can do that. They can, it's all about energy. They can do that. And um, so he was laying down next to her, which either A, reminded him of maybe his wife or he liked her or, oh, right. I didn't you know, that. for whatever reason. Yeah. Because the spirits can, because I do this thing called the angelic hold with people who are grieving and, and they can feel their loved one um, either like lay down next to them or actually give them a hug and it, it helps with the grieving process. So spirits are very capable of doing that. So can spirits like come into your subconscious, like when you're sleeping? Yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay, because yeah, that's, that's when you're open to it. Yes, absolutely. About uh, six years ago, my father passed away in 1994. That's the reason I had moved up to Indiana, and uh, and I guess about six years ago, I had a dream, and I was in, in dreams are you know so sketchy, and I was in some like large area, like a Grand Central Station type of you know train station or something, and my father had been in a wreck. You know, when I was a small kid and a bad wreck and he had cut his head and had to shave his head. And so he always wore, he wore this hat. He never wore hats, but he wore a hat so his hair grew back. And so in the dream, I was walking. All of a sudden he was walking by like 20 feet in front of me and he turned to me. And I used to go by Dennis, my middle name, when I was younger. And uh, he turned to me and said, Dennis? I said, Dad? He go, and he walked up to me and he says, how are you doing? I said, I'm doing fine. He goes, I haven't seen you in so long. He said, Dad, you've been dead for 20 years. He goes, I know, but I'm still keeping an eye on you. And I woke up out of bed. I was like, whoa. I mean, I was talking to him as I'm talking to you, you know. Yeah, well, I think that him. was a visitation from your dad. I mean, that's he was letting you know he was keeping an eye on you, that he's yeah. Still connected. And I was to you. And you see, that's that's very that's very different 
you know, as you can tell, it's, it's a very different type of experience than yeah. what you experienced in that house. I mean, oh, you know, that so house. Dad, yeah, your dad that didn't house. show up. Your dad was showing up to comfort you. Right. And, you yeah. Know, yeah. You know, Which was, I thought was, was pretty cool. To, you know? That is cool. Oh, it's wonderful. It's a beautiful thing. It's a gift. It's really a oh. gift. To, to have something like that, I think it's a wonderful thing. But but when he I, said, oh, it's been so long since I've seen you, I was like, I know you've been dead for 20 years. <laughs> I said it's so matter of fact, too, to him. I said, I know you've been dead for 20 years. That's why we haven't seen each other. He said, I know, but I, I still watch you. Oh, And I thought sweet. that was so cool, you know? That is cool. That's a wonderful but, thing. But, uh, yeah, that, that, that house is, uh, it was bad news, you know? It's on the market now. Well, it's off market. Uh, it's owned by some corporations. I don't know if it was foreclosed on or something or whatever, but it looks like it's going downhill, you know. No, nothing's being done to it. Oh, I'd open that baby right up to one house again. and Oh, yeah. Somebody will come along, but the minute they start tearing over. Man, renovate it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice little neighborhood. All the houses are really nice around it. But, but you that, know, when you start tearing down walls and stuff, that kind of shifts the energy again, and it just, you know, it can open up a lot of, a lot of energy. Yeah, I, I, I had a basement in it that I never went in, because it was right next to the, right in the kitchen. It was next to the refrigerator, and it was only about wide enough for one body to go in the door. And the steps went four steps down and four steps to the right. I went down there and just peeked down there one time, and it was like. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. I'm not going down in that basement. I wouldn't basement. be a big fan of that either. I wouldn't <laughs> want to do that either. I don't blame you. I was, I was not going to go down in that basement. See, but... I don't think that they were causing harm. That's the whole thing either. They weren't like causing physical harm. Um, when they communicate with you or put things in your head, it's like a telepathic communication. So it, it, they can put ideas into your head. They can communicate you know, um, through you, through your subconscious, right? Telepathically, like right. Um, I could send a telepathic communicate, you know, message to Kalila and she might pick it up and then, you know, she could send one back to me. And that's how spirits even communicate with us, with, you know, being, with being, you know, psychic mediums and stuff. So it's, um, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's like a telepathic communication. So to get you to do that, that you know, they were trying to convince you to get the knife and to put your blood into that. Everything. That's that's when I that's when I knew I had to get out of there because right. up until then it wasn't anything. We didn't want you in there because that's their house. That's their house, and 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 it's very simple. I mean, it's simple for me to get them out and to clear it, you know, and clear the energy and everything else. But that's that's their house, so one of the things I tell people is if they've got a spirit that's just opening up cabinets and moving things and stuff like that, you are the one always in control. You are always in control because you're alive and they're not. And as long as you know you're in control, you can speak firmly and say, we can coexist or you need to leave. I recognize this was your house at one time, but it's mine now and we can coexist or you can leave. And well, that's the exactly when I walked into that room and I walked into the entity and it was freezing cold and I, I just shut my eyes and I said, no, and everything was back to normal. You know? it, can be, it, it can be scary for some people. And, um, 
especially oh, very for me. That's for sure. You see different shows even back then on TV, or you know, we we all grow up hearing ghost stories, so we've already oh. got that kind of creepy factor going on with us, and so. We, you know, and I, a lot of my clients, you know, some of them will be like really afraid and some of them aren't, you know, and it's just who we are. It's mm. the unknown and they weren't causing any physical harm to anybody, but they were letting you know I'm there. So they were trying to get you out of the house because that was their house. So this is what I'm saying is you need to firmly say, I get it. I understand but I'm here now. You're not. You're dead. We can either coexist or you need to leave. That, that's and what I kind of felt like when it, all the weird stuff was happening. It was like, okay, you know, you can do, you know, move the chairs, whatever. You know, it's not bothering me. I can just put them back or whatever. It wasn't doing any physical harm to me, you know. But then, like I said, when, they, you know, that, you know, the, the knife and everything. I don't know where that could have went if I right. went through with it. So. Right. And then, you know, and like I said, it can be very scary, especially if you're not used to it. You know what I'm saying? So I love it. Very, I have no, no experience whatsoever with any kind of paranormal activity until that house. So well, No more seances for you, Tony. Even though, even, though, even though I did believe in, you know, afterlife and all that stuff, you know, and being caught between, you know, moving on in in another realm right. you know i did believe that i mean i grew up in born and raised in new orleans you know of course yeah. you know how could you not believe you know? you not? Right. one of the most haunted cities in the in the nation you know but it was uh just quite the adventure you know like i said i wish my friend could have came on but uh yeah, I was, I was I was hoping she would, and I tried to coax her, but I understand, and I, I understand, and I, I respect her stand on that. And, yeah, so do I, you know. You know, anytime, anytime with any of this, if you feel uncomfortable with something, and your gut feeling is saying, "Listen, I don't think I should talk about this," then you got to follow your gut feeling, always. Yeah. You always have to follow your intuition. If and if that's basically what she was feeling, then I respect the fact that you know she didn't feel safe or comfortable doing it, and that certainly. You know, she needs to protect her feelings. Well, I was, I was, I was there. I saw the terror on her face that night. Enough to run out of a house in ten degree weather, barefoot. Yeah. You know, and nothing yeah, but it. She said it was. She roll. said it was very intense. She absolutely. She she briefed me a little bit on it, and she just. I I think she had intended to want to come on and talk about it. And I think once she started she did. giving a lot of thought to it, she just was kind of like, I, I don't feel comfortable doing this. And, you know, she did the right thing. But I, what I would say for you is, I mean, because you haven't had any any kind of uh, anything like this happen since then, right? No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. I would just say Except for that time. one little, that picture that I did show you that I took the early morning out at, uh, I was working at Kea Costa and it was a foggy morning. The sun hadn't come up yet. There was like a light showing, you know, by the tennis courts and there was a swamp area. And I took the picture and I said, oh, this will make a great picture with the mist and everything. And I took the picture. And then when I looked at the picture, I looked, I said, what is that in the middle of the field? And I, 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 I sent you the pictures. And yeah. it was like a, it was like a bluish glowing ribbon type of thing. And 
it was very strange. And then all of a sudden it started moving toward me. And as it was moving toward me, it was like folding over itself toward me. And I was like, I took one more picture of it and then I ran. I mean, to me, to me, I would say this is some sort of entity of some type. To me, um, I'm going to send it to you, Renee. I'll forward these to you, um, and and you can see what you think. I mean, to me, it it's not really an orb, but it's it's an odd shaped little blue light. Let's just put it that it way. Yes, it's, like it's, like it's moving across the it's moving across the field. field. Yeah, it's very strange. It is very strange, and it's I wish I could have got a video place. Of yeah, because the first one you sent like, me, it was way far back, and then it started moving forward. So Renee, yeah, I'm gonna no. I'm gonna send you these, and you can let. Um, when it got close to me, I that's when I took off. I was like, I didn't know what it was, and then didn't know what what want to know what it was. It yeah, was very, it, was, very it, it was interesting. I mean, it wasn't terrifying looking, but um, I, I I think it's definitely something. You know, now that was taken at where you live now, though, right? In yeah, yeah, in St. Petersburg. Yeah, when I was yeah. working out at uh, at uh, Cat Costa, it was a, a homeowners association I was working for, and that was like a community area now by the tennis courts, and they were located by outlet to Tampa Bay, mm -hmm. and uh, it was like a middle of the field. And I, like I said, I thought it'd make for a nice picture with the it mist nice and the picture. light shining. <laughs> That was an odd I didn't expect anomaly that there. Yeah, it was definitely an odd-looking anomaly in there. And, and you, and can you see saw this without forward. the camera. You What's saw that? this. Yes. With your naked eye. Yes. Because I, when I took the picture and everything, I, I wasn't even looking at that. I was kind of looking mainly at the light shining through the mist of the tennis court and the in the uh, the fencing and everything. And I looked at the picture and I said, "What the heck is that in the middle?" Then I turned and looked, and it was moving toward me. And it was so weird because it was like folding over itself back and forth like this, you know? And it, and it got it to the point where it got to the corner of the fence. I took another picture of it, and then I ran, you know? I'm not ashamed to say that. <laughs> the second picture, Clelo, where it's further away? Yeah. Enlarge that. The first one is further away, and then... Yeah, oh, the one in the, where it's in the middle of the field was the first picture. Okay, yeah. so the one in the middle of the field, blow that up, and take a look and see what you, what you see right at the top of it. Is it a reflection or something, or? Okay, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think in this particular computer I'm going to be able to blow it up. Is it in your phone? No, well, maybe. Let me see. Let me see if I can get it in my phone. Yeah, because I've got to go to Messenger. Yeah. I see you have your cross there behind you there, Renee. I do. Yeah, I always... I've always had one behind the head. Okay, you're talking about the shadow that's up you above see, it? You see mine by my front door there, right, when I come in? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're talking about the shadow right there? The, like, right above it, like, right at the tip of it. Do you see it? I see a shadow there. It looks like a figure. Yeah. Yeah. This was taken at probably right before the sun came out, probably about 
seven o'clock. It's before you the time changed when it was still dark at seven o'clock. And the one that's closer to you also has what looks like something trying to manifest um, behind it. It's not uh, pareidolia or, um, you know, obviously not a, a Photoshop or anything, but there's definitely yeah, like something there. discoloration. I mean, honestly, I don't know that it would be a ghost. Or, I mean, there's interdimensional beings everywhere. And there's yeah. things that cross over into our our energy fields at all times. Um, I mean, it, it, it could be anything. Um, but the first thing I got, uh, you know, my first impression of that, because the shadow I saw, and then if you look at the one where it's a little bit closer up, it almost looks like an animal shadow behind it. And I'm picking up, like, like, um, I mean, who do you don't do you know what that pro property was prior to what it is now? It's all swamp, all swampland that they they built. Yeah, but stuff. you know, a lot of times those swamps, the Native Americans used those swamps for burial grounds and and that sort of thing. Yeah. So I I kind of get the feeling these are, are, are animal spirits that are kind of like protectors of the land. Yeah, because the um, it's like a dog, didn't it? It looked like a dog or. That's what I thought. That's exactly what I thought. Right. That, yeah, yeah. Especially I know. The picture when it came closer, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, it's just the I, way I it was moving and it, the way it was folding over itself as it was moving. Because yeah. it wasn't doing it in any pattern or anything. Or even a bear. Or even more of a bear. Uh, well, yeah, I and I mean, I don't know... Um, but, um, all right, so we are... Ready to wrap this up? We've run out of time. I want to thank you for doing this. I was glad to come on and get y'all's, you know, perspective on that different stuff. So, like I said, I never had any experience before for any of any paranormal stuff, but that house was just full of it. I would love to have that house investigated. That that would be. Well, I don't know anybody in that area, but if anybody's out there in that area in Shelbyville, Indiana. Let us know if you want to investigate that house. But um, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Renee. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks, Renee. Nice to meet you. And this was, was um, very, very interesting. And um, it'd be interesting to know if anything else comes your way because you seem to be attracting some stuff for you right there. I'm, I'm hoping not, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> Just remember you're always in control. Yes, I know. You know, when I was in that house, that's what I felt. I said, I'm in control here, you know, and it wasn't, I felt like there was no harm going to come to me. So what if a couple of chairs, a couple of cabinets are open, you know, <laughs> that's, that's the way it's going to be, you know, but, uh, and that seance thing got too, too far gone. And that's well, what I would say. I would, I would say stick with no seances for a while. I would, I would yeah. kind of refrain from. Well, I don't know what. But anyway, I want to thank everybody for joining us this week. Uh, for thank another you for having me. Scary stories, and thank you for sharing your scary story. And Renee, thank you for your input. Thanks a thank lot, you guys. For having me back. And um, we will see everybody again next week for another episode of Scary Stories with Kalila. Good night, Good night everybody. everybody. All right. Good night, everybody.